Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Okay, the chat got open a little bit late. I had some technical difficulties, but it should be getting in there. Um, so I... Uh, if you are having trouble getting into the chat, please refresh, and if that doesn't work, reboot your browser. Uh, if you're new to the program, I'm Michelle Mache. Welcome, and welcome to continued listeners, participants, co-creators of this experience. It's always great to connect with you every Wednesday. And some of us connect through other ways as well. Um, I'm on Facebook. Twitter, of course, and Insta, Instagram, of course. Uh, welcome those that are listening by phone. And if you'd like to get a question answered or you have a want to get a reading or you just want to share your own insights or what you've been going through, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press 1 on your keypad, okay, to, that gets you um, alerted in the queue. And, of course, always want to say hi to those that are listening later. I get so many wonderful emails and wonderful reviews on iTunes. Thank you all that have been doing that. But a lot of you that cannot listen live, um, you feel like you're here with us. And you know what? You actually are. (laughs) So uh, for all things Awakening, that's guest suggestions, topic suggestions. Uh, If you'd like to get on my... um, Lists, you know, I like to keep people up to date into the psychic happenings um, that are going on, the soul path happenings. Um, I look at things monthly um, from a channeled perspective, channeling the energies of what's going on and the messages of my spirit guides through the spiritual hierarchy and over souls, opening up to spirit. And I do that monthly on soulplayground.life. So if that's interest of you, actually, you can go even right to the site and just um, subscribe and you know you can send us an email or I believe if you subscribe then I can keep you abreast of what's coming up monthly as far as teleworkshops or in-person workshops which I am in April um, bringing back the high vibes a lot of you have been asking about that it's a three-month program so I'm definitely bringing that back um, as well as um, mysticism and divination with the tarot, tarot for self-discovery as a mirror of your relationships and your soul. So, yeah, so going to be doing that. <laughs> Excited about that. And I am setting up a monthly. So I'm listening. You know, I really, part of how I respond, even how I started this podcast, it was through spirit. It was through my meditation. And I always ask for confirmations, even on the name. 
um, <clears throat> back when I started that there really wasn't, the only thing that was Awakenings um, was a movie. <laughs> oh, and there was no Awakening something. So now you see the mar- there's a- Awakening here, Awakenings with this person, Awakening with that, a- this kind of Awakening, that kind of Awakening. And what does that mean? I mean, that's a really good indicator of where we're at energetically, whether you want to look through the lens of numerology or astrology, however you want to look at the lens of portending. It shows where we are in the path of awakenings, where we are in the collective unconsciousness, that there's more labels, titles, ideas of that, expressions is really what it is, soul expressions, to awaken more people to the truth of who we are. And this brings me to something that I wanted to share is that I've been getting quite a few people asking me what now or what does this mean? Many of us have been on, you know, a conscious path for a very, very long time and working on ourselves and awakening and going through these succession of awakenings and you'll notice the reason that it, you know the guys have told me the program because i have awakenings i'm like well I, i'd like awakening um but they said there's there people have to understand that there are so many types of awakenings and so many levels of awakening that you don't just awake you know you're woke yeah you're woke you're up but there's more levels of expression and experience of the divine that is us. Living that on the earth plane is really what we're talking about, is, is changing the game on the earth plane. That's my website is called Soul Playground. So it's about changing the game. I'm going to be getting my decaf Americano. It's in Southern California where it's beautiful by the beach, and it's a little chilly, nice um, so I like to have my tea in the morning. Some of you know that. I like to let you know <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, so you're here with me. You know, that's one of the things I really feel really blessed uh, with Awakenings and then the way that it has unfolded is that it's such a connecting and sharing with everyone. I mean, we have the Awakenings um, group page on Facebook. Amazing group, amazing questions, amazing ideas, suggestions. Somebody posted the other day this uh, about uh, Marshall Rosenberg's Compassionate Communication, which is a great tool. Uh, thanks for doing that. Wolfie did that, DJ Wolfie, um, who's also an amazing videographer, uh, cinematographer, by the way. Oh, who else? Danielle, why? Oh, so many. We have so many people that have been posting. Tamara, who's see in the chat sometimes, Divine Mystic. And really, it is a place to share the path of awakenings, how you are awakening, because we all look to each other to see, oh, how are, how are they getting by with this? Or what are they doing? Or where are my clearer reflections? And that's something that you want to actually focus on The rest of the year, however, it's really being highlighted in March. And I talk about this on my blog. The post will be out. um, Well, there's a couple great things happening. First, National Unplug Day, uh, which my book, Meditation for Everyday Living, even before technology came off, because I started teaching meditation at Agape Spiritual Center, and I helped develop their curriculum uh, for the meditation program, and specifically the the foundational meditation program was based on my book, Meditation for Everyday Living. 
And I saw a need back then. I think it was the second edition was 2007, maybe 2009, I think 2009. So I put a chapter in there about unplugging. This is why I love working with my guides. They're always so ahead, you know, and now everything's unplugged. There's even this yoga or meditation studio called Unplugged. And the whole idea being that it's not the devices, it's not the technology, you know, it's our inner state. It's what do we choose, you know, how do we choose to be and do we choose conscious, to live consciously is to be able to let things go to voicemail, is to not, you know, not have to always act or react or be tied to the device. I love devices. You know, as a mystic tech, I use devices a lot. I, you know, I have apps that I use for my art, my collage work, my writing, Instagram. I, I really know, not just in my heart of hearts, but what I've seen in the diagram from spirit of the satellites coming together, that that's like us. So whether you want to call it satellites or cell sites, I mean, there's always a metaphysical aspect of what's being created on the 3D, 4D world. That's because it, it originates, I mean, we're expanding into the 5D right now, right? So it is using internet or internet. It is connecting through social media, meaning the group, group consciousness, group awareness, sharing our insights, our understanding, our individuality, helping each other, inspiring each other, collaborating with each other. So it's how we use these kinds of things, right? Anyway, so I do dive into that if you have an interest on that. Again, soulplayground.life. And March, and I'm just going to touch on it here because I really do want to get to callers. Um, last week, we had a lot of callers in the queue for readings. And I can't, you know, I, I have to really balance it out because I do get a lot of, you know, email or messages, direct messages, PMs from people And so every now and then I really like to just collate them all, put them all together and say, okay, this is what my sharing is going to be about. This is the direction. So I'm balancing it between the email questions as well as, um, you know, social media and, you know, other platforms as well as those that call in. So so just a heads up with March as we come into March, um, it is a very – it's a – It's a new balance of the electromagnetic energy. We're kind of coming into it bit by bit. You know, you could say astrologically it it got harnessed in uh, by the new moon and really emphasized and dialed in by the um, full moon in Virgo. Um, And one of the things to look at is cleansing and detoxing, okay, and we are in Pisces season, and the complementary or opposite sign is Virgo. So we always, you know, again, we do live in a polarity plane. So if you have a lot of Virgo in your chart or you, we're in a Virgo season, you're going to have, you know, an integration of Pisces. If you're in Pisces season or have a lot of Pisces, you're going to have an affinity or an integration of the Virgo. And cleanse and detox. Now, here's the thing, everyone. We are working a lesser physical realm right now with cleansing and clearing you know, foods, habits, and it's not about meat or not meat or soy or not soy or or almond milk or whatever. It can be that for people, but it's more about getting in tune, you know, through being in touch with your own denser physical body, your own biorhythms, okay? We're not living so, you know, some people 2D, 2D, 3D, 4D. As we move into the 5D realm, 
we're connecting more through the subtle energy. We're connecting more etherically. And so that's why many of you are having more transcendent experiences, you know, more spiritual experiences. What do you want to call paranormal, more psychic experiences? You're awakening to your next level of intuition or psychic ability or healing ability, okay? So the awakenings now are affecting people's abilities, not just in a workshop or a session or here and there, but integrating it into your everyday living so that it's that aspect of you that's perhaps for some atrophy, for some it was dormant, it's coming alive. So cleansing and detoxing also has to do with emotions, the emotional body, which corresponds to the astral body, and the mental realm, the mental body. So it's not just the physical. So if, you you know, like I can tend to worry a bit, you know, even though I meditate a lot and do all the stuff that I do, I, I can go there. I can go there. I got to admit it. I can go there. And a couple of weeks ago, I did this amazing ceremony, um, sound bath, yoga nidra, cacao, um, guided imagery ceremony, very healing. It was just a very healing session. And my Sankalpa, S-A-N and then K-A-L-P-A, um, Hindu, I guess, Hinduism, Sanskrit rather, uh, it's kind of like a mantra. I'm only understanding it now. Believe me, it's so weird. I've been doing, you know, yoga since I was 14 or 15. <laughs> I didn't know about yoga nidra, but it's amazing. It's amazing. But anyway, I'm the creative force of love. And so I've been using that. Uh, to tune in. See, Tamara in the chat, you got it. I'm detoxing from anxiety. Feels so great to release that. Yes, and everybody please know that some of what you're feeling is existential. It's it's the angst or the anxiety of what's going on on the earth plane, in the plants, in the trees, in the animal beings, in the other human beings, in the galactic, you know, ET, whatever, all of it. There is this anxiety because we are in this place of the unknown of the void where a lot is potential is there there's a lot of potential and opportunity but because we come from duality and we do live in a polarity plane we think oh it's been good so it's going to be bad oh it's been bad is i hope it's going to be good what's going to happen now you know so we're channeling that and so give it space through art through dance through music through sound through speaking it through breathing through it any kind of movement especially in March, to cleanse and detoxify, to cleanse, to get clearer. Some of you, it may be diet, routine. It might be how you work out or what you, you know, what do you do for the physical body, the denser physical body, your earth suit, okay? And then to use, if you, I love mantra meditation, you know, so hum, hum, so I am that, that I am, you know, go to kirtan. Set up chanting in your, you know, lights and incense, Make a sacred space. Make sure all of you have a sacred space, whether it's a room, part of a room, or a corner. Make a sacred space, an altar to you and to your spiritual path. Very important right now because you go there every day, maybe a few times a day, and you, you chant, you meditate, you pray, you ask, you, you, you nurture the inner child, you, you sleep, you do your art, you, know, you cry. You know, you go through your cathartic emotions. That place anchors that energy, and it becomes a palatable, palatable energy. You can taste it. You know, you can feel it. And so we need to create our sacred spaces, and everything is sacred. 
However, when we go with that intention, we put our attention on that intention of I'm going to hold the space for myself right now or a friend or family member. Maybe it's the family. It's a great time for family meditation, right? Couple meditation, friend meditation. Maybe you're starting a business. Integrate more of this into your life and use your mantra, which means mind, meditation, Om Namah Shivaya, you know, Ganapati Om. There's so many. I mean, I love mantra. Um, you know, you could down, you know, everything's on YouTube now, but you could also download or SoundCloud. There's so many avenues right now to help you through the worry, to cleanse and clear the worry and anxiety without judgment. One of the things I'm really learning and having a mechanical mind, um, you know, trained as a teacher, as a therapist, a shaman, a spiritual, you know, an energy worker, spiritual healer, practitioner, studied esoterically. I like to know why and what's going on. And that's part of what, how I, what I help people do is why is this happening? Why are you in this cycle and what's going on? Why, what to do, and where is it going? However, obviously, if we're not meant to know, we're not meant to know. And you may not know that personally for yourself. So you may be in your own void of potential and unfolding. And what can help is breath, breath work, cleansing, clearing, detoxifying, using mantra. Be open, especially in March, of the people, you know, we've got, I believe it's on the 5th or 6th, maybe the 6th, the, uh, the retrograde in Pisces, which has some amazing aspects. It's really opening us up to a deeper level of the spiritual realm or spirit that we are. Be open to, to who you are attracting, who you're drawing into your life. There's some amazing mirroring that's going to be going on. You know, some projection of yourself superimposed in the world coming back to you. You might even back at you. And so notice it's going to be showing, oh, is that a part of myself I need to heal or where I'm going or where I've been? But it's going to show you, this is a wonderful gift from spirit, what you want more of in your life. Okay? So look at what you're attracting, who and what kind of openings or situations. Right? And it could come through an email. It can come through a text. It could be something you read. But it's also going to come into the tangible because we're dealing with, you know, Neptune rules Pisces. We're dealing with the Neptunian aspect, the spiritual, the spirit, spirit. However, the opposing or opposite is Virgo. So it's being grounded in that Virgo energy, which we, earth energy, the energy of manifestation if into denser physical form. We're still coming off of that energy of the full moon. And, of course, with the aspects to um, Saturn and Pluto, Jupiter's amplifying the spirit realm as well. It's helping to amplify in our beliefs and our ideas. So play around with it. And you guys let me know whether it's next week in the show, call in, or if you're in the chat, you know, let me know, or let me know on Instagram how it goes with this mirroring, watch what you're attracting. And are you moving more into perception? Like you're perceiving more clearly with less and less projection, but Notice what you're drawing in. That's a mirroring to say, this is your state of consciousness. This is what you're attracting. Do you want to edit? Do you want to adjust it? Do you want to make some changes? But it's also going to be, I want to share with all of you, it's going to be the big soul picture for you. It's coming. It's messages from your soul. It's the big soul 
picture saying, hey, this is where we're going, little one, little ego, you know, through your higher self, guiding. Like, here's the heads up, okay? It's, it's the GPS. It's the GPS, you know, with um, – now here's the thing, and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna move on. Okay, so sometimes we need a compass. We need to set it to north. Okay, we need to set it. We we decided okay, north is the way or whatever way, you know, you set your compass. But when you use your compass, you are using coordinates to help you get from a place of not knowing or confusion, or you've shifted so much or you've changed so much, or you're in transition, and you don't really know where you're going. Think about this. You can only know, use GPS. It's a little drinky of my decaf Americano. You can only use your GPS when you know where you're going. You set the destination. So this is a beautiful time to get a heads up where you're going. A lot of us are coming out of the compass stage. You know, we're just, let me get through the day. Let me get through the next hour. You know, let me just, what's my next thing for healing? You know, what's my next connect coordinate here? You know, um, in the jungle somewhere, where, you know, out in the cosmos somewhere. This is a very, very, very wonderful gift. Those of you that are opening to it and at this level, if this resonates, where you're getting the coordinates through your inner GPS of what your soul has in mind what you have decided to do, where you've decided to go, what your next level is. And you can bet your booty <laughs> after the GPS is the destination. What does the GPS say? Slow down if you have ways that says well, there's a cop or there's an accident. Okay, so you're going to be getting heads up as to what's blocking you or stopping you, okay? You're going to be knowing, okay, 300 feet, you're going to be turning left. Okay, so you're going to be getting, getting the opportunities and the people sent to you in your life to help you. Now, there might be small steps, okay, a small call, a small hello that turns into something bigger. You don't want to miss it. Now, again, you have the GPS. If you miss the turn, what does the GPS says? Okay, turn around in the next 50 feet and then make a left, okay? So you want to be more aware right now. You want to slow down enough, and instead of rejecting, why is this situation happening? Why is this person in my life? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Pause, take a beat to look and go, oh, that's interesting. So-and-so came back into my life. Okay, it might be coming back to heal, to clear communication, mutual forgiveness. Maybe somebody did you wrong. Maybe somebody ghosted you, which I'm sorry, guys, that's such, such an... Oh, my God, low vibration. I know I'm in my judgment camera, right? But it is. It's such a low vibrational, unconscious thing to do. Please, let's not do that anymore to people, whether personal or business. You know, this day and age, you can text or call anybody in, in the middle of the night or automate something, or you can do a voice note. You know, please, can we just, okay, don't get me started. Anyway, so expect that coming back around of people, relationships, situations, jobs, to check in, to show you where you're at, where you were, and get the inner GPS. Thank you, Tamara, in the chat. Love you. You're keeping it real. I know. I do have judgments on some things. Some things just get, especially when it's people that are adults or have children, and I feel like saying with love, hey, guess what, mom or dad, how you're treating your son and daughter 
is how they're going to find love in the world. You know, if you're arguing and fighting or you're, you're doing the nasty or the meanie to your girlfriend or boyfriend, your husband, wife, significant other, whatever, you know, little eyes, <laughs> take it all in, you know. So anyway, okay. So let me know how that goes. I'd love to know um, all that Virgo can't help it. I know, right? Because I re- believe me, there are certain things that I haven't wanted to say or confront, and I will try. I am in there, in re- especially in relationships. And with clients, I will go, you know, my mentors and teachers in the past, even my sessions, I'll go over. And when I was doing my clinical training, they're like, you can't really do that. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to leave somebody in the middle of a process or therapy session, or past life regression, I'm sorry, I've got to wind that sucker down, get them to the flat point, I'm not going to worry about the time, can we keep it real, okay, time is an illusion, (laughs) okay, let us get to colors, okay, hello, and welcome to Awakenings, you're on air, hello, hello, Hello. yeah, you're on air, hello, hi, what's your first name? Stacy. Hello. And what's your question? Can you hear me okay? I can. You can speak up a little bit uh, more. That'll be good. Okay. Let me take you off. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, um, cool. My question is, and thank you for taking my call, um, oh, so career-based, what do you see? Um, do you see anything, any kind of change or anything? I've been in the same field for quite a while. And I just feel like there's something bigger. There's something more, a bigger way that I can yeah. serve. Yeah, but I feel like, and you're just saying, I feel like you're just, you don't know yet, and you're just starting to have stirring. This is going to be a very important month for you to really look around and keep open as to what you're, where, where you're drawing in. So I feel you're right at the literally the drawing board is what Spirit's saying. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's about fear for you and for a lot of us, in a way, all of us to some degree, getting over the fear of just stepping off of, the, of, of how we perceive ourselves. It might not even be good enough, worthy enough. It may not even be coming from that. It's how you perceive yourself and others perceive you. Okay, so let's see, Sadie. Um, yeah, so you need to get, wow, leadership, organization, it is time for you to take charge, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get a glimpse. You're gonna get an image from spirit in time of Aries. So the end of this month, rolling into April, and it's not just how you can serve more; it's how you can lead more, Mama Sita. What's that about? You got some serious hmm. leadership qualities here. What, what what that you've been hiding? What's uh, do you help people organize people? No, I'm in real estate, and I've been for 17 oh, years, but I feel like Oh, so that's why you more. work on your own. But that's leadership, that you're self-starter, self-motivator, okay? So there is something um, – I feel like, see, it's interesting. You're, self, you're, you're in the vibration. Real estate's interesting. Like hairdressers, like sometimes they poo-poo the work. I'm like, listen, you're working with the crown chakra. That's do, And hair has to do with people's empowerment and sexuality, House or real estate, whatever, even if it's commercial, you're getting these spaces for people fulfilling this need. I feel a lot with you with events, and I definitely feel there's something in a leadership capability. You already have it. If you're in real estate, you're leading yourself. You're helping others, you know, find Mm -hmm. the right place, find 
I'm hearing. It could be consulting, coaching of that type. Um, but I feel somehow more maybe corporate. You might try individual, but I feel I feel a corporate more of a corporate energy around you. I would say for you right now, Sadie, is you just need to start noticing what you're drawn to, whether it's a book, a TV show, a Netflix, a film, a documentary, anything that interests you, a gallery, a museum, a bookstore, a library, whatever. Whatever flashes in your mind or you, you, you kind of – your interest is peaked because you're at such mm-hmm. a beginning stage right now. And in order – see, I can tell people what they should do, but honestly – it doesn't work until they're there, until they're ready, you know, and you have to go through that seeker yeah. stage where you're seeking and then you find it. And then once you find it, when you talk to someone like me and I land on, they're like, oh, God, you're so accurate. You're so right. Da, 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 da. But you have to first get to that. So you're in that seeker mode. So I would say start seeking. Put yourself out there into the world, even as an individual, just on your own. You can bring, you know, friends or loved ones or whatever, but it's more about you because it's about you being able to change the perception of you and how others perceive you. Because I have a feeling what you end up doing is going to be quite a bit different or different slant. You know, I mean, you may stay in real estate and do energy work, you know, and then people may be going, oh, I can't, what? Oh, you're a realtor and you do what? Reiki? What? Uh, How does that go together? So you have to get comfortable with the new perception of you that's beyond labels, okay? Okay. All right, Sadie, keep us posted, okay? Okay, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello, Michelle. Hello, hello. how are you? Yes, hello, I'm welcome. This is, yes, hello, this is Teresa Palmer, your friend. How are you doing? Hey, Teresa, welcome. Doing great. Yes, yes. Um, I would like to know, I just recently ran into a huge obstacle that kind of came out of nowhere, and I would just like to know what you see, how this is kind of playing out. Okay, so give me more information on the obstacle. What's, what, meaning, I, see a lot of, well, let me just say, go ahead. Uh-huh. You want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. We, I sometimes was, we have a bad connection with the phone, with your phone. Oh, it's very low. Okay. It goes in and out. Go ahead. Okay. I was doing, I was doing some uh, locums work, and I thought everything was going well. And mm-hmm. um, the doctor just decided on Monday that he was breaking the contract, which went to the end of April. And the agency really isn't working hard for me. And I'm just wondering Mm -hmm. how this is all going to play out. Okay, so I've been seeing a lot of this, by the way. So what, and it's kind of like, again, we got to remember we're all kind of coming from, building from this schematic, right? A blueprint based more on the soul. So think about when you are building a house, you know, usually, very rarely does the first drawing, get, there's always tweaks. And maybe you find something in the foundation or you want a beautiful arch, you know, you want to take out the wall and put an archway and then the inspector comes in and says, oh, you need that, you have to put a beam because that's a supporting wall, okay? So that's what's uh-huh. happening with many people right now. You're finding, you have to fine tune. And it's like in acting, working with a coach more, going within more, um, 
knowing your lines more, you know, so that when you get what they call off book, off script, you, the lines are in there. And of course, the lines are coming from our soul or higher self, you know, from spirit. So I, when, when I get blocked or stuff like this, I look at how can I prepare more? Almost there. I don't look at it as defeat. I go, whoa, almost there. Sometimes when we're meant to go in a new direction, also, what we depend on is lessened because the higher self realizes, oh, you're depending too much on this. And you're not getting out of, you know, you're not, you're not using this just as transitional. You're kind of hiding in this now. You're not going forward as much as you could be. Yeah. I think you hit so, it because I was, I was okay. strictly there for the money. It was something I wasn't even interested in. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it really wasn't feeding my soul, but the money was good. And I took but it. But that's okay. And three well, weeks well, later, it's gone. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to interject there. You can do that transitionally, but you even if something you're just doing for the money, because that has a purpose and this dimension, it's the gratitude. It's how you show up. And are you st- getting your other things going? Now, if you're too long on the runway and not taking off, spirit will move things out. You know, your higher self or spirit will come in like a little tower moment and move some things around so that, you know, you don't stay there too long. So it can be, I feel with you, it's a combination of things, and it's about checking in with yourself to see, you know, to to get clearer and to get more refined or more attuned to what you're doing. You know, because sometimes when we're doing a job, we can't, you know, we don't have the time to integrate the other. All right, Teresa, I hope that helps. Oh, it did. You hit it right on the money. Thank you so much. Oh. You're so welcome. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Debbie. Hey, Debbie. How are you? Hi. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I'm feeling very well and um, very excited, actually, with a little bit of anxiety, I guess, thrown in, which is really silly. But um, um, my question where do you see me moving to? Okay, that's a broad. Do you have any ideas? Because this is, you know, quick yes, questions. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. absolutely. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and there's always a pull back to California. Um, yep. Friends are pulling, wanting to pull me back to Cape Cod. Um, you know, it's um, financially more affordable in New Hampshire. In you know, I keep taking out the map and tuning in, and um, really feel um, like I'm like I feel like a a shirt being pulled in five different directions by five different energies. Well, okay, but no, what's it's all your energy in different forms. So I want to say, well, the first thing that Spirit is asking me to say to you is where is your community? Where are the most loving arms that you can land? Got it. Does that, does that yes. bring any clarity? Yes. Okay, yes, that's it. Because for okay. you, it's about being also given to. It's also about you receiving this next chapters, okay? So, yes. yeah, where the most loving arms are, where there's that community where you can rest, you can take a deep breath in and release. That's where you go. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, much. Debbie. I hope 
Yes, I can you hear your voice. Much. Keep us posted. You're so welcome. I will. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Oh, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, hello. Hi, this is Katie. Hey, Katie. And hi, I have a question. So I haven't, I've been looking for a job. I'm open to receiving a job. And I'm wondering why am I not attracting one? What is going on? And is there something I could do? Like, is there like a technique I could, a technique I could learn or a place I could go to? I need help. Okay. And what's what's happened? Well, first of all, I heard take a break, and I heard circuit breaker, break the circuit. So this is going to sound very interesting, but <laughs> I literally feel you need to unplug devices, redo your wireless or internet, whatever, unplug and plug things in and change the energy in your house, move some things around, could even be decluttering for you. You're really coming in in this cleanse and detoxify. What's Uh happening, and I can feel it in your, and again, from not having the job, there's a tightness in the center. I don't necessarily feel, yeah, I don't necessarily feel that it's, let me see, what are people saying? Um, No, I don't feel people are saying, oh, she's not right, or she's this or that. I just feel that your energy isn't actually going out and and drawing back in. It's very tight and held back. And I feel what's happening is you're getting passed by or passed over just because your energy balance isn't radiating enough. So you might feel like, you know, like, you know, why didn't they get back to me or I didn't hear back or I was. Yeah, a lot it? of people are contacting me, right? A couple of you, a lot of people have con- I had changed over my resume. First, I was hearing nothing. So I changed my mm-hmm. resume, updated it. People started calling me, offering me, um, well, telling me I'm going to submit you for this position. Then it's like crickets, mm-hmm. never heard anything back from these people. And I'm like, I'm starting to get a little depressed. And okay, but did you say, like, okay, go ahead. No, I have emailed some of them, and I've gotten no answer back. Okay, so what you want to do in that case, see, you're really being tested to how do you keep your energy radiating. I remember one, a couple of years ago, some tech company asked me to do uh, mindfulness for their group, and they kept putting me off, putting me off, and I would wait every few weeks, or I'd wait a month, okay, I understand, and um, finally, they decided to go in a different direction and didn't do mindfulness. But I was a nudge. I was like, you know what? This cycle has to be completed. They, they've got to say yes or no. I don't care. Yes or no. And then they finally mm-hmm. said, oh, I'm so – they got back. So for you, it's – but you do need – I mean, I even feel it. Your inner – your the aura, mm-hmm. the energy would work, would help. Doing an emotional – you know, there's a wonderful deto- emotional detox bath. Um where you want to take two to three cups of raw apple cider vinegar, put it in the bath, fill the bath with this, you know, hot of water as you can take comfortably. And then you uh-huh. get in there with your, have a journal and you just lay in for 20 minutes. You're in there and you just write out what emotions, what comes frustrate, just, just stream of consciousness. So it works on the etheric, but I really feel it's about your energy, not good or bad. Sometimes mm-hmm. we just have, 
stuck or stagnant energy or energy that's reflecting the old. Now, you see changing your resume changed your energy a bit, so that helps. Yeah. So yeah. anything that you can do like that, move things around, what, make sure you're wearing stuff that you feel comfortable with. Clear out your closet. Things. Look and see what makes me feel most like me or most comfortable, okay? Let's me yeah. radiate my energy. I do feel you're going to get something probably, it could even be within this month. I'm hearing within the next two to three months. So it's, it's right within the spring time frame. Um, okay. And something that you'll really, yeah, you'll, and I don't think it's working from home. I see you out, you know. Dress and yeah, I mean, I do have a little side business, but I don't want my whole life. Like, I I want to travel. I want I don't want my say what I personally have based off of what the business has. You get what I'm saying? Right. I want to have right. multiple streams right. of income, but I'm open to like learning. I've been doing EFT. I've been doing a lot of praying, a lot of like clearing out thoughts and feelings and fears. So I was just wondering, like, are they saying but I need to energetic. do something? But it's But sometimes it's just the energy. It's beyond the thoughts. It's the it's what creates the thoughts. It's the substance. It's the life force animating energy. You'd be better off getting a Reiki or pranic healing or mm-hmm. cranial sacral mm-hmm. work. It's specifically working on your energy. Okay. Okay. Got it. Cranial. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening to this back because I've never heard of that before. Cranial sacral work. You said Reiki, and you what is the other one you said? Uh, pranic healing, energetic healing, anything that works with the subtle energy. I do teleworkshops on that as well. So we do sessions. You, you, it could be okay. in person or not in person, or look, you know, somebody near where you live. But you need to uh-huh. work with your specific energy, energy, the vibrational frequency. I don't feel oh, it's words with you, belief, since I don't feel it's that. Okay. I don't feel it's that with you. A lot of clearing. Yeah, see, I don't think it's that. I feel like it's just, it's, it's sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. It's why do we feel refreshed over some conversation or we get a okay. massage or we, you know, we go to an art gallery for an exhibit and we just come back and inspire. It's the energy of, so it's, it's what's behind the words. It, it, so okay. sometimes it's not the words. Sometimes it's, it's the energy that creates the words. Yeah, you just need a, a bit of a boost, a little energy. vita boost. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, take care. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome. You're on air. Okay, that's... Before I get to that person, I wanted Denise in the chat says, if you're a seeker, do you ever stop seeking? I wonder aloud. (laughs) I love that question. We seek differently. We on the path, you know, in the first awakening or when there's trauma or when we, you know, have a kind of a spiritual call. There's a seeking, there's the finding, and there's being. And so the seeking, the seeker is a very, very important part. And then, perhaps about, you know, most huge passages or changes, we go back into that seeker mode. Um, what is her name? Awakenings, the Heroes Within talks about this archetypally. Uh, of course, Joseph Campbell does as well, right? You know, we know the prodigal son, I would say prodigal daughter, right? The hero's journey. That's the seeker. Carol Pearson, Awakening the Heroes Within. What happens when you get on a certain level of the path, though, you're not, necess- you're, you're not necessarily seeking to find. You're, you're, you're in the state of being. So when you're seeking, it's more research. What do I need now? It's coming more from a conscious state of awareness 
of I need new energy. Like for me, when I'm going through major change, I find the support. Like I've been going to this yoga nest. I'm doing the uh, yoga nidra, right, sound bath. I, I listen. What's the next message? I got a message from spirit to do some shamanic inner work, you know, some more in-person workshops. Or what am I doing for the teleworks? So what am I doing with the people I work with? But what am I doing for myself for my own support? Okay. So that's a kind of seeking. I put it out there. So it doesn't even have to be me going. I draw in the people that say, oh, this is, try this. Yoga is amazing. Or come to this event or come to this sacred circle. This is amazing. You know, so we get what we need, but we have to seek or open up to it. We have to ask the question, help me, show me, what do I need, right? And so at some point we find, we move into the finding, and then we, we are being. We are being that which we, we sought. And at some point on the path, you understand you have your own inner guidance, so you're not seeking to be rescued, or this is it. This is the end-all, be-all. You know, this works, this is going to do it, you know, or this person has all the answers. You see that they, yeah, people have answers for you, you know, especially in this level of awakening, what we're realizing that just when you think you're the student, you become the teacher, you're someone's teacher. Just when you think you're the teacher, you have more to learn and you're the student. However, not from a place of non-connectedness or disempoweredness that someone else is giving it to you. You recognize that it's coming from source, source energies through that person, which means it's coming through you through another person or situation or a book or whatever it is, you know. So the guru is within. Though we need each other to show the way, to help us, to mirror, to point out, we need to learn new things from people, right? We don't know all everything, you know, at least on this, this level, this dimension. Okay, let's see. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Oh, hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, my name You're is welcome. Tim, and I was calling to Tim? see if you had any messages. Yep, Tim. If you had any message from Spirit about me, about changing my job slash career. I am trying to tap in. Uh, I've been meditating. I've been asking for my guides for assistance. I'm realizing I have an issue with clutter in my home, which I'm uh, working on so I can bring new energy in. Kind of like been a repeated thing for a couple of years now. So it's the closet, it's drawers, it's papers, and... uh, I'm going yes. full in, and I'm trying to tap in. I just was, uh, I'm just well, trying Well, Tim, I feel to... that that's the first, mm-hmm. the first step okay. to embracing yourself and the self-love that's going to give you self-confidence and self-worth, added self-worth, added self-confidence, is, is handling that clutter. You're coming in okay. right in that march, cleanse and detoxify, Okay. So getting a neighbor or a friend or paying someone or doing a trade or a barter, getting support to clear that up and to let go of that, even if it's just one room or it's all drawers or all rooms or whatever, you know, make it easy yeah. for yourself so that you have the win, okay? Because I feel like that and handling the anxiety, um, clutter comes from anxiety. It's an anxiety reaction to something you know to uncertainty or feeling so work with that and then I feel you're going to be able to make the changes that you want but be be gentle with yourself as you're doing this there's you know deep rooted whatever in this we don't have to get into that this now but be gentle with yourself but make a decision 
and follow through on it. And for you, I feel also like I told the other person, move some things around in your room, in your house, your apartment, you know, move some furniture around, change it up. Like you want new, you want your energy to be able to move around, to be less stagnant, okay? Okay. Because okay. that's what's happening, the, the holding on. But you can do it, but you might have to get support, and that's fine. Now, more lightness and change, I feel for you, is going to be coming in May. Kind of a little bit of a new lease on life. But, but you already know the answer. It comes from right now for you in the form of self-love in decluttering. Having a clear, sacred space. And I want you, I'm going to remote view you to make sure you do this. <laughs> I want you to create a little sacred space in your place. A clear, clean okay. altar, something nice. Some spiritual pictures. I don't know if you, you have a teacher, a Buddha, a Buddha or whatever. God, Rama, Krama, I don't care. Whatever. But okay. something that when you look at reminds you of peace. Maybe it's, 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 it's rocks or crystals. Maybe it's some wood. Maybe it's a bonsai tree. But some little place on a table that when you look at that, you feel peace and calm. I also feel for you things like incense, aromatherapy, you know, you can get an aromatherapy diffuser. Will help you. Yeah, I have a diffuser. Let... I'm trying. Yeah. Ah, have I you been using it? Okay. Yeah, have you been not using about it. Not at. Not as Okay. Of me, so. All right, Tim. Get some <laughs> bergamot, some orange, some lemongrass. Get some stuff that you know uplifts. Okay? okay. But use that diffuser. All right, and then you keep us posted. You call back and let us know how you're doing. Sounds good. Thanks, bye. Okay. I appreciate it. All You're right. so welcome. Okay. Ciao. Bye. Okay. Let's see. Okay. I. Hmm. Our guest is calling from London or Europe, and I'm not sure which. Let's see if this is it. So if you did, stay on the line. If you didn't get your question answered, of course, I'm here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. It's time for our awakening dialogue uh, with us, and we have Joseph Rain, who's an entrepreneur who, in his words, doesn't associate with any nationality, race, religion, or class. He calls himself a citizen of the world. He believes in one religion, humanity. Joseph has lived a life of adventure and self-reflection, leading to a series of books entitled The Unfinished Book About Who We Are. Book one, is first steps. Welcome to the program. Hello, Joseph. Michelle. Michelle, hi. Can you hear me? It's fantastic to oh, be on your show. Perfect. Yay! 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 Wonderful. <laughs> Very cool. I love the title I'm actually of the calling, book. Uh, hmm? Where oh, fantastic. fantastic! Yes, I'm actually calling in from Dubai, so there might there might be actually a small delay because I'm actually exactly twelve hours uh, in front of you guys. Oh, okay. Sounds okay, actually. The the connection sounds um, good. And please let me know in the chat yeah. how the sound I, is as well. Okay. Fantastic. No, the connection is great. It's just a, a slight a slight delay. I, I have to wait oh, for a couple okay. of seconds. Don't speak okay. all over you, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, that happens. I have a delay on my end with my mic as well, and I'm for, I'm for, I'm okay with it. Sometimes listeners are not, but guess what? If that's the worst problem. And we're all okay, right? <laughs> so Joseph, <laughs> <I'm> just, 
I'm so, um, and by the way, those that are listening, we're on air with Joseph Rain, who's calling from Dubai. Yay. Um, you can go to josephrain.com and check out information. Sometimes people like um, while they're listening to go to the website and take a peek. So, Joseph, how did you, because you, you've come from an entrepreneurial and business background, right? How did you now, yeah. did you always have this interest more in consciousness and humanity and interconnectedness? Or was there some specific oh. event in your life that opened you up to this? Well, Michelle, uh, the way it actually started uh, back, ooh, it was like 37 years now when I was 15 years mm-hmm. of age. And uh, literally overnight, I developed this really terrible, painful illness to which doctors told mm-hmm. me there was no cure. And, you know, suddenly I was like, what? You know, uh, you know, you grown-ups have the answers to everything, no? <laughs> right. And uh, one of the doctors, you know, pulled me aside and he said, listen, uh, there is no cure, but you may find uh, uh, that you're, uh, what you need to do uh, is uh, go to the library, pick up books on the power of the human mind. And uh, uh, eventually, you know, you will get into this. And, you know, but pretty soon I discovered it wasn't my mind that had problems. It was actually the way the mind interacts with the emotions, with the body the way we the way we form uh, um, it, it was all about uh, our emotional responses and it, from there on i just wanted to know learn about everything and then you know 10 years later 12 years later another terrible thing happened it was my younger brother um uh, basically mm-hmm. decided to take his own life and uh, you know spending the last few years with him was just incredible because uh, we just believe so many mm. things in life you know, the way it's supposed to be and when you're spending this you know a few years with a person you know who's so close to you who uh, you know you share this amazing love with and you know all he wants to do is to die to get into that mm. person's mind it's just uh, an unbelievable and a very sad experience but it's it's totally turned my world inside inside out and from there on, was, I was just, you know, writing, researching. Suddenly, I had different priorities, you could say that, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, did you know, did he express this to you, or, or did his uh, death come out of the blue? Oh, no, no, yeah. Uh, it came slowly, and we, he okay, spoke so about it openly. Okay. Basically, he said, listen, I'm in terrible pain. Uh, he had a very single argument, which was very difficult to falter. He basically said, listen, you know, there is, yes, there is pleasure, but there's also a lot of pain, and I don't want to be in pain. And, you know, if, if, if I die, there'll be no pain. And obviously I had millions of contra-arguments because, you know, all I wanted to do was to live and mm-hmm. uh, failed to convince uh, It was a very interesting, very interesting time in my life uh, having those what debates. Very, yeah, and very powerful because you know, the opposite ends of the polarity of one that he's right. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of beauty and joy. And you were living out one aspect. He was living out one of the others. Um, How does this tie into your book? Because, you know, coming from where you came from and then going through this experience, it had to leave some kind of indelible mark, not on on you, but your work with this understanding of that 
Does it? Okay. Uh, absolutely, because you know one of the things we came to is that, like you know, what gives life a meaning, and inevitably you mm-hmm. come to the conclusion that we each individually uh, have this uh, possess this infinite potential with which we co-create our own reality. And part of this reality is that we have the power to give life and everything else meaning. And it just uh, uh, got me to research, you know, I I wanted to understand everything. How did we get here? And I don't want to Mm. go into too much detail, but that's what basically the book is all about, you know, just following it from the beginning, how everything began. Uh, And inevitably, Michelle, it's, you know, you have to go all the way back and research, you know, fundamental human dilemmas of why is there something (laughs) rather than nothing and start Mm -hmm. from there onwards, you know. (laughs) And it's amazing where it takes you. <laughs> right. Now, Joseph, in your research, do you find that we had, you mentioned dilemmas. Have we had these same dilemmas? And are we getting better with understanding those dilemmas and perhaps solving, for lack of a better word, solving them? It's, it's a fantastic question, Michelle, because one of my big things in the book is that, you know, we are a society obsessed with the mind. So these days we really know a lot. You know, we believe information mm-hmm. is power. So we, we know a lot, but we understand very, very little. And uh, mm-hmm. we are still in a, uh, uh, we are now what I call the third stage uh, in the evolution of human consciousness, where we are like, you know, inquiring about meaning and purpose. But we are still struggling with the second stage, which is the stage where we became responsible. No responsibility. It's all about uh, responsibility, the ability to respond. And as you can see, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you look at the world today, we are having huge problem with our responsibility. We know we have the ability yeah. to respond. We don't want to respond in the right way. W- w- what we're doing, I mean, to just ver- very briefly, uh, uh, we, are, we, are, we are spending a lot of time searching for pleasure, but we are mm. finding... Uh, um, meaning in pleasurable things rather than finding pleasure in meaningful experiences. I mean, this is a huge topic, but I'll I'll pass it back on to you and see in which direction you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. Well, because I agree, I really do agree with you. I feel like there's this perhaps this checking out or shutting off from more consciousness and conscious awareness through. Any imbalance, I guess it could be somebody that is totally into pain and self-flagellation or somebody that is, you know, totally gorging only on pleasure. You know, there's a balance in there. And perhaps maybe in your book you covered it. That is part of, I feel, the self-discovery is perhaps how to not fool yourself, you know, (laughs) because, you know, we really get honest with ourselves. There are certain things that are better for us than not, you know. What's your thought on that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, once you start dealing, you you start talking with someone or spending time with someone like, you know, like my brother. And there's a really important thing you said earlier, an understanding, you know. One of the understandings, simple understandings I came to was that, listen, there there is, you know, we're all rushing somewhere, doing something, trying to achieve something. And one of the understandings I came to was, you know, there's nowhere to go nothing to achieve and nobody to become except being who I am, who I truly am right here 
right now. And we are having such a huge struggle just being who we truly are, you know, right here, mm-hmm. right now. If I can just say, you know, all we have, people tell me, like, you know, all the things they have. I said, listen, all we have is time. That is ultimately all we have. You know, you think you work for money, you don't work for money. You're actually working because you want to increase the quality of your time. So if all you have is time, only real time is this moment, then this, you know, really brings it home what we should be doing. We should really be getting into ourselves, getting to, um, you know, uh, 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 be who we are right this moment. And from there onwards, we can start building uh, uh, these understandings, as you were saying, uh, just about everything. You know, things suddenly become clear. Mm-hmm. Which to me, when you're, what you're saying is really the, the, the tenets or the basic foundation of a spiritual path of knowing yourself, you know, and the, what is it in the mystery school above the archway in Delphi, right, okay. was know thyself, which takes people, you know, maybe it should be taught in school, you know, <laughs> it's just some, and in fact, no, you go absolutely. into these, right, I think so, you go at a young age, definitely at a young, um, you go into in your book, um, and I'd love for you to share with our audience, these pillars, that you, you say that there's these four pillars that are basic, yes. perhaps it's questions. Could you um, elucidate on that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wanted to know, you know, where, where our knowledge comes from. And the more I was mm-hmm. researching, uh, because when you're writing like, you know, I mean, when you're writing like a, such a huge topic, like about who we are, you need to start segmenting things into, you know, various sections and stuff like that. And uh, one of the segments I had to do was, uh, is uh, address uh, uh, epistemology, you know, where our knowledge comes from. So mm-hmm. in the end, I segment down to there's science, there is philosophy, there is religion, and there is uh, spirituality, so-called spirituality, or you can call it the metaphysical aspect of our beingness. And our understanding of the world is based on these four. Now, there's a lot of literature that uh, addresses... Um, this segment separately what I wanted to do in the book uh, and I don't know if this has been done before but I certainly haven't come, haven't come across it is to put them side by side you know science spiritual uh, sorry science philosophy religion and spirituality uh, and examine all the deepest human dilemmas putting this uh, doctrine side by side and, and see where it takes us mm. and suddenly mm-hmm. you know amazing insights opening which you know you make simple conclusions but uh, to get to those conclusions it, it it took me like you know 37 years it's, it was a journey it was an amazing journey <laughs> yeah but there's a reason a lot of you know more i don't know traditional or more maybe esoteric spiritual traditions don't start until the person's you know 30s or 40s, you know, but you don't get, you don't get uh, entered in until there's some, you know, wisdom and some experience backed because sometimes it does take a certain, you know, mind and wisdom. So when you look at Uh, who we are physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, so you're bringing in the science, which I think is great. So the, the science is there. Um, 
how big well, I'm actually looking the science or the hmm? Yeah. You actually go ahead. Sorry, I'm actually looking for the, for for the synergies be, between science, philosophy, ah, religion and spirituality. Okay. Because okay. Uh, you know, these are like the four uh, pillars of our wisdom and it has to I mean if if we're going to progress, we need something that 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 can be explained not just scientifically but also philosophically also religiously mm-hmm. and also spiritually and then i'm saying well mm-hmm. you know maybe we have something there and then i would go deeper and research that and that's what the book is basically talking about you know mhm and i love when you talk about the evolution of consciousness and you you touched on it a minute ago with um, saying the third, third state of evolution of human consciousness to me, that's where we recognize our, ourself as, as a soul, you know, that whole meaning and purpose, which seems to really be ramping up. I mean, probably 10 years ago, and I could cite some, you know, people were touching upon it. But now, so many people, you know, all walks of life, it's not just a luxury or for, you know, people that have the luxury of, you know, having a second career. A lot of people, all yeah. social strata are saying, there must be meaning and purpose. And so how did you get to that conclusion that this is this third stage in evolution and that, that search for meaning and purpose is important and why is it important? Uh, okay. I mean, if, if I just very quickly scroll back a little bit, uh, I mean, I, 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 what I try to do, because I said, you know, spending so many years, I try to simplify things where you could actually explain them and, I, I have this simple explanation, which I believe is simple, is that, look, basically, you know, okay. nature had billions of years to manifest itself into reality. You know, there's a reason mm-hmm. why, I don't know, bubbles around, uh, uh, planets around, and, you know, DNK or, or, or galaxies are spiral. These are just very efficient shapes. So we could say mm. nature became very efficient at, at what it does. Okay. You know? I mean, the water flows okay. down. It's just a very, the, the, the downstream is just a very efficient way, uh, but nature didn't nature didn't stop at efficiency. It went on and produced uh, 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 conscious beings. You know, so suddenly mm-hmm. there was awareness, and this marked the first stage in the evolution of human consciousness. Uh, then mm-hmm. nature again it progressed uh, uh, and uh, evolved into beings who are aware of being aware. So self awareness emerges. Now, if you examine self-awareness, inevitably you start asking who is aware, and uh, what uh, what what emerges is the ability. Okay, okay. What what self-awareness does is it separates. You see the world. Here is us, and there is the world. So when you have simple awareness, there is no separation. But as soon as you get awareness of awareness, then suddenly mm-hmm. you get separation. There is yes. There is the world. That's how we get responsibility. Aha, uh-huh. if I'm over here and that is the world, so I can respond to the world. And this is how uh, you get the emergence of free will. And we won't get into free will, but you probably heard this, uh, a lot of philosophers these days saying we don't have free will. I totally disagree. And it's so annoying sometimes listening because you have so many contra arguments, but nobody's giving them. But so, yeah, mm-hmm. suddenly we had awareness of awareness. And again, you know, consciousness inherently seeks uh, comp- uh, growth uh, in complexity. So the next stage, once you have self-awareness and you say, okay, here is me, there is the world, the next stage is, well, wh- why am I here? You know, and why is there the world? Right. So the, the next is, 
inquiring about meaning and purpose. And mm-hmm. uh, once you understand how consciousness is evolving, uh, you then you also look at the different qualities, and you suddenly realize, you know, there should there 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 are certain qualities we can use, such as efficiency, responsibility, and meaning. Uh, for example, when we want to uh, um, discuss what is the right action in any particular situation, so this central thread of the book is uh, something I call responsible co-creation, because you know these days we're mm. saying, okay, we need to make a decision, let's be responsible. I'm saying, no, 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 the responsibility is no longer enough. We are in the third phase of the evolution. We should be responsible, we should be looking for efficiency, and we should be looking for meaningful, meaningful results. And, you know, uh, just give me one more second. Just if you look at, you know, politicians, you know, mm-hmm. do you think they, they are being responsible, efficient, and meaningful? I don't think so, because they just, mm-hmm. you know, our leaders these days don't understand where we came from and why we are here and where we're going. Because if they did, mm-hmm. I believe, obviously, these are just, my theories, we would be, uh, 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 you know, including so many more qualities into our decision. And this is a really crucial, crucial time now uh, in, in the evolution of, uh, of humanity, because, you know, we are starting to merge with technology. And yeah. so many people believe that we, we can program our machines. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I, I, I've basically got, you know, my life uh, so that I, I spend all my days just learning. Uh, I've got all the time in the world and uh, I'm just swallowing all this stuff. You watch these debates, what they're doing with these machines, and you can just see that they just believe it's all down to data and then making mm-hmm. the same mistake like we do in our colleges, like yeah. we do uh, at work. We're just filling people, we're just filling our children yeah. with all these information. Again, they know a lot, but understand very little, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a very profound statement. They know a lot but understand little. And I think to get back to the the spiritual aspect, um, it, or it could even be looked at philosophical, um, I suppose. But it's to me, it's the gap of non-awareness that your consciousness made manifest. You're a conscious being. You are co-creating this existence. I think some people oh, okay. we could use politicians. They're a wonderful example. Not all of them, but most of them are just kind of robotic. <laughs> They're automated, keeping a system going, right? They're not infusing new consciousness. Um, it reminds it's a beautiful me way years of ago, <laughs> right? Well, I remember years ago I lived in the UK and I was in the bank, and I remember the the woman that was helping me. I can remember it to this day and how she looked. I can't. I don't remember what I was doing, but I basically she had the power to like give me the go ahead to fill something out or jump the line, whatever. And she just wow. crumbled, and she was like, I, "I can't do that." And I said, "Well, why?" I said, "I just have everything." Well, that's and finally it boiled down. That's not how we do it. We've always done it this way. And I and I looked at her and I said, "You have the power to make a difference right now." If you made and the rules, I, I mean, you know, you part of the rules. <laughs> it was something so stupid. It was like, you know, can I take this on a Wednesday instead of a Friday? And it was such a stupid. But it reminds me of what you were saying, this kind of holding on to, you know, this system or way of being when you actually have the power through the, the responsibility in, in consciousness to make a difference, to do something 
But it does yeah. require yeah. This being responsible, the ability to respond in that moment. And there's a lot, yeah. I don't know if your research has shown this, though, um, Joseph, but a lot of people are really reticent to be responsible, what, you know, even in their yeah. own life. Yeah, and I believe it's, it begins with understanding. This is what I keep saying because I talk to people all the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, also if you look at, I mean, sadly, a lot of the teaching that's going on, there's a lot of information changing, changing, changing hands, you know. Ah, you know, it's all mm-hmm. about love. Ah, it's all about spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always the annoying guy at the back, you know, raising my hand going, why? You know, why? I wanted to understand all this stuff. So in the end, mm-hmm. I had to take my own time. You know, when we say big words like love, life, uh, freedom, I mean, you ask people, you will see that they do not understand what these words yeah. actually mean. And, and, and you suddenly think, my God, we don't, we're just talking, you know, we're just shifting a lot of information. We're not actually understanding because from, from mm-hmm. right, you, you talked about awareness, you know, from right awareness comes right action. But right mm-hmm. action will come if we understand you know we know there's all this you know politicians know there's all this inequality but you know do they understand it because i believe if they truly understood what it actually means uh you know we we would act differently i mean i'm I'm sure mm-hmm. we would <laughs> yeah and well, there's, it's interesting. There's another... it seems to boil down a lot with, by what you're saying to the concept of understanding and perhaps the question is, is how do we under, get to that place of understanding more ourselves? I think it involves time and understanding others or, or life itself or other people. You know, what, how do we integrate that more in our life? Absolutely. And this is what I'm saying to truly understand. We require something called emotional intelligence. Now, what is emotional intelligence? It's uh, the, the emotional intelligence is an understanding and subsequently a skill with which we manage emotional responses in ourselves and in others. And if you look today, like, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, IQ, data, mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about emotional intelligence. And I believe this is our weakest link suddenly because, you know, I mean, I don't take you take your president, you know, a lot of people will say like he's stupid. I'm saying, listen, he's definitely not stupid. You know, he doesn't like IQ. Perhaps he lacks emotional yeah. intelligence, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. And this is a huge difference because I'm trying to explain to people, you know, I mean, what, what are emotions? I mean, look, uh, uh, neuroscientists still don't agree on what emotions are. A lot of them actually mm-hmm. believe emotions arise in the mind. And I'm just saying now, like, mm. you know, emotions are actually short-term instinct responses. You know, mm-hmm. you know, somebody does something and you react. You know, maybe you feel jealous, maybe mm-hmm. you feel happy, maybe you feel angry. And, but as you said, we go back to our response ability. We have the ability to respond. Emotions will happen. Uh, we, we can't change that, but we can change the way we respond. And that's got mm-hmm. not so much to do with IQ. Yes, IQ... Uh, and the mind is the control panel. But first of all, it starts with the understanding what emotions are, that they happen, and that we can respond. And I mean, I mean let's take, for example, like uh, jealousy. What is jealousy? You know, jealousy happens when we uh, begin to fear that the pleasure of our object is becoming 
uh, so, sorry, that the object of our, you know, of our pleasure is becoming the pleasure of somebody else. And, you know, the body responds mm-hmm. and suddenly you think, oh, my mm-hmm. God, you know, I'm feeling jealous. Stupid. Doesn't make sense. And then, you know, you can start co-creating your own reality. But if you don't understand what's happening to you, you're just going to go along with it and say, you know, do st- stupid things. And, I mean, you can see this dysfunctional behavior all, mm-hmm. all day long, you know, the way people react. Uh, uh, react. We call it ego. We got all these different names, and it just gets crazy once you become mm-hmm. aware of it. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, what you're saying, Joseph, because it does um, go back to and it affects you know affects our spiritual mm-hmm. interpretation of reality. That's what Absolutely. basically happens. Yeah. It really takes onto our spiritual interpretations. Well, and if you think about it, it's really people and then it got I think systemized um, to be uncomfortable with emo- certain emotions certain feelings certain sensing basically the body I mean as, as a you know tuning for GPS the body you know in, in instinctual awareness there are a lot of um, social to do's and not do's and social personas overlays I would call it you know energetic overlays yeah. over people Really so they don't really know, enough, right? So that has to be peeled yeah. off to get to the, what you're talking about, to get to that understanding, to get to the knowing of one's feelings, one's emotions. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. unless we can do right, unless we can do that for ourselves, we can't really do it for another. Uh, absolutely, and, and you know, and sometimes. It's, I try to use like simple, simple examples to get through to people because you know it gets so, so simple. I mean, one, one of the nice, one of the nicest questions I like to ask people is, "What is the only certainty in the world?" You know, and the people will tell you, mm. "Oh, the only certainty is that one day we will all die," or I don't know, the only certainty is that there is uncertainty. And I'm saying, look, mm-hmm. no, there is one certainty in the world that everything else arises from. And I'm saying this certainty is change. Do you realize if there was no change, there would be no reality. You know, reality exists because mm. there is change. I'm saying, imagine a static universe, you know, like nothing mm. happening. Well, you can't because you're thinking about it. So there's already change happening. And I'm saying, let's, 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 let's go from this. So the only certainty that exists in the world is change, you know. Uh, and then uh, from change, uh, when, when change is acute, we call it transformation. Yeah. So let's take, for example, mm-hmm. now life or people say like aging, like, you know, yeah, we're all going to get old. And I'm saying, look, yeah, aging, aging happens. Yeah. But we call it aging. Mm-hmm. All that's happening is change. You know, the body is changing. Uh, the reality is changing. Uh, so w- what does this mean? Like, yeah, you know, you could say aging is inevitable. Getting old, it's an idea in the head. I mean, you know, nature doesn't get old. Nature True. just changes. That's, that's, changes. that's all that I happens. I love that, yeah. What, 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 yeah. what about death? Death is simply a transformation into the unknown. I mean, let's, let's be honest, you know. Who, who has ever seen death happening? You know, death, death, death doesn't happen. You know, there's, this, this is, you know, I, I, I'm saying to people, point out to me exactly the moment when death happens like yeah because all i can see is change yeah and no mm-hmm. one has ever come back to tell us although some people claim they have but you know mysteriously they're all alive when they're telling us 
that they know what yeah. happens after that. So, no, in death we're all the same. Nobody really knows what what, what happens. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, you get people involved in simple conversations like this, and suddenly they, a lot of them jump out of their normal, this is the way it's supposed to be, as you were saying with this lady. And, and you get them to start co-creating their own, their own reality. I'm saying, look, you have yeah. this power. Let's, let's co-create it now, you know. <laughs> Perhaps, too, as I listen to you, Joseph, maybe it is to bring it on some level, you know, I was like going from the macro to the micro. And maybe on some level, what can be very empowering is bringing it back to the basic, bringing it back to, you know, the understanding, you know, of our, what do I feel? What am I, what's emotionally going on with me? You know, am I responsible? Am I showing up in my life? How am I showing up? I mean, is that, I feel like that's kind of what you're getting to, to bring in, I think you also have to talk about happiness, you know, to bring in that idea of happiness. I think we overcomplicate things sometimes, which is fun intellectually. Uh, Theoretically, uh, I like the complication, right? (laughs) (laughs) But look, complications, it's just another part of it. You know, people saying, oh, this Mm -hmm. is good, that is bad. I'm saying, well, here is just the the journey. Like, you know, there is no ultimately good and bad. But, I mean, let's address this uh, happiness for a second because this is a fantastic Mm -hmm. subject. And, and, I, and I like to take people from saying, what are you doing for your happiness? And inevitably we find out that to us, happiness is a sequence of pleasurable moments. Like, you know, when I get to, you know, uh, when I have a nice family, when I have a nice job, when I have everything worked out, it's all about goals. You know, I, I want this goal and that goal and that goal. And I'm saying, look, you know, first of all, why we never quite become happy because happiness is a path you know happiness cannot be a goal Mm -hmm. because as soon as you achieve a goal you need a new goal yeah so first of all Mm -hmm. happiness is a path so it takes a while for that to sink and happiness is a path you know so for example you know if 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 getting you know i don't know an amazing reward is something that makes you happy i'm saying you have to actually enjoy the path not only look forward to the reward that's first thing and then Mm -hmm. i'm I'm going to jump make a huge a leap forward now and say like you know if ultimately we are now searching for meaning and pleasure uh, so, sorry uh, searching for meaning and purpose uh, for example take par- uh, parenting I mean, this, this is best to do with, uh, through examples uh, you know mm-hmm. parenting there's going to be pleasure and pain pleasure and pain will come but the meaning of being a parent will remain with you forever uh, you see what, what, what mm-hmm. I'm getting, like, you know? Mm-hmm. If, in, instead of uh, uh, pleasure in being a parent, when we find the meaning of parenthood, no one can take that away from you, you know? It's not a goal. It's a path, yeah? This is why mm-hmm. we need to, instead of looking for, uh, 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 for, uh, for, for, for meaning in pleasurable things, like, you know, I want to get that family, I want to get that car, I want to get that person, I want to fall in love with them. We should start looking for pleasure in meaningful things, and, 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 and happiness is going to take on a totally different dimension. It's a byproduct, in a way, of that meaning and purpose. Uh, exactly. Fantastic, mm-hmm. the way you put it. Yeah, a, a byproduct, exactly. You know, currently we're not lo- really looking for happiness. We're looking for pleasure, you know, for pleasure, for comfort. No, we should start oh, looking for meaning. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we should start looking for meaning in our lives. You know, what is the meaning of me having that car? And suddenly you say, well, really, there's not really such a huge meaning because I've got so many fantastic, meaningful, meaningful things going on in my life. Maybe I should be focusing on that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's very profound. So rather than the pleasure, so there has been something a bit askew or misinterpreted perhaps in the idea of what happiness is because it may not be the it may not be totally it, it totally. may have pleasure it may yeah to, right that's what you're saying yeah yeah for example take love like you know uh, i'm saying to people well you know there's this huge word that's called love and i'm saying you know uh, imagine saying i know I, I love that plum does it mean i'm in love with that plum of course it's not like you know i like the way it makes me feel when i eat that plum and I'm saying, well, change the plum for that person. Like, you know, so here you are, you like that girl. Uh, uh, I'm in love with that girl. Uh, well, what I'm actually saying is I love the way I feel, you know, mm-hmm. when I think of that girl. So inevitably there is a, a, a benefit and there is a pleasure because there is a feeling. It's, it's how I feel, yeah? But if you suddenly mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm not just going to look at the pleasure. I'm going to look at the meaning this love relationship brings to me, then you suddenly go into a totally different dimension. Uh, I hope I'm making some sense out of this. And then obviously you have something that's true love. You know, people love to say, oh, you know, I love you. My love is true. And I'm saying, well, you know, you love me because I love you. And I mean, you love the feeling of the way I mm-hmm. make you feel. But true, mm-hmm. for something to be true, it has to be unconditional. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. True love is an un- you know, okay, I'm making huge leaps here in, 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 in understanding this whole subject. But true love is not about doing something or feeling something or, or getting something. It's literally an understanding that who we truly are is true love. So it's true love mm. is absolute abundance. And just by going mm-hmm. within and being who we truly are, being the true love, not doing anything, you cannot possibly lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, because of whatever you bring, you bring that true love. You're bringing that true love to whatever you're doing. You're, you're bringing just bringing you. part you're of bring, it. Yeah. Just, just like All of yourself. Let's speak about religion. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying to people that God created this world. I'm saying, look, if God is everything, how can he, it, she, whatever you want to call it, it's just a name, how can it create anything? You know, for God to create anything, it had to bring forward a part of mm-hmm. itself. Which means whatever God created is still God, you know. It, they cannot yeah. be the world separate, separate of God if, you, if God is everything. So tell, you have to decide, mm-hmm. you know, is God everything or not? And if it's not yeah. everything, then you have to come to terms that God too had to come from somewhere or be in some place. It gets, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it drives people <laughs> crazy because they don't want to, they don't want to understand. They just want to be told this is the way, you know, this is the way it is. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. uh, tell me, I'm going to be, I'm going to be comfortable. This is the and way fine it is. And, and if I, right, if I believe this, it'll make me happy, you know, there'll be more pleasure <laughs> and I'll be happy. But I agree with yeah, you. I mean, your exactly. book is a great handbook because I do agree with you. I feel this, this path of meaning and purpose, you know, some are, consciously waking up to it and some people it's thrust upon them but the 
many people are awakening to ask themselves these questions, you know, and integrate their own answers into their life. And I'm saying your answer is, is correct. It's all because it's a path, you know, there is no ultimately mm-hmm. correct. The whole mm-hmm. answer is part of the search. And yes, once sir. you the understand it, the path. Yeah. Uh, 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 to know is not the end. It's the palm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. But we're, we're, oh, we're Joseph. Sorry. We're winding please, out of time here, but you're welcome back anytime. I love how you think in this book. Um, quite amazing. It's the unfinished book about Thank who so. we are. First book, The First Steps to Self-Discovery. You're doing a fantastic job, Patricia. Yeah, I, I've been listening to you actually quite a bit earlier from where we started talking. Oh. And- uh, it's fantastic stuff. Yes, please oh, do carry on. No, I hope I hope we can catch up sometime soon. <laughs> yes, I'd love that. Absolutely love that. And you have an open door to come back anytime. Um, it's just been wonderful to connect with you, and just love what you're sharing. Thank you so much, Nikanisha. Good luck. Yes, my blessing. Yes, you too. Blessings. Okay, the Awakening Dialogue today was with Joseph Rain. You can find out more information by going to josephrain.com. That's J-O-S-E-P-H-R-A-I-N.com. And the book that we've been uh, discussing is The Unfinished Book About Who We Are. And book one is The First Steps to Self-Discovery. Always great to connect with all of you. And as always, until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, Keep awake. I'm getting woke and Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?